0: KMTT, Kimitzion Tzion Torah. You're listening to the Arab Shabbat program, Arab Shabbat Kodesh, Parashat Ve'eshev, Yutet Kislev. And I'm your host, Jonathan Snowbell. This Arab Shabbat I would like to dedicate to the simcha of my nephew's bar mitzvah, Ellie Diamond, in Toronto. I wish him and my sister and brother-in-law and their entire family much simcha and much nachat and may the Bar Mitzvah be a point of growth and looking forward to the future. In this week's Erev program, I'd like to discuss something from Parshat Vayishlach as well as Parshat Vayeshev. While going through the, while listening to the Torah reading on Parshat Vayishlach with my daughter, she pointed out to me that towards the end of the Parsha, when Bnei Yaakov's sons are listed, all 12 of them are listed, including Binyamin, and then it says that those are the sons of Yaakov who were born in Padanaram. Aram. And my daughter correctly asked me, how is it that Binyamin is mentioned in this list, if he was born in Eretz Yisrael and not in Padan Aram? Though I didn't have a specific answer to give her, except to say that most of the sons were born in Padanaram, and Yamin was just included in the list as well. Her question made me look at the Psuki more carefully, and I noticed a very interesting phenomenon. The sons of Yaakov are listed, and then, as we said, the Pasuk concludes Ela b'nei Yaakov asher These are the sons of Yaakov who were born in Padanaram. And then it says, Vayavo Yaakov el Yitzchak Aviv, Mamrei Kiryat Ha'arba, hi Chevron Ashergar Avraham, Shergar Shem Avraham Yitzchak. And Yaakov came to his father Yitzchak to Mamre in Kiryat Ha'arba, which is also known as Chevron, where Avraham and Yitzchak dwelled. In the next parak, we read about Esav, the father of Edom. And here, what we read is the exact opposite phenomenon. We read a list of Esav's sons, and then it says, esav asher These are the sons of Esav that were born to him in Eretz Canaan, in the land of Canaan, the land of Israel, of course. The next pasuk says, The next pasuk says, Esav takes his wives and his children and his daughters and all his servants and all his cattle and all his flock and everything that he put together and and accomplished in Eretz Canaan and he took it to another land because of Yaakov his brother. And in fact, this land is the land of the mountain of Seir and Edom. So what we read here are two opposite phenomena. We have Yaakov, who is developed his family outside of Eretz Israel, but has chose but has chosen to live in Eretz Israel. On the other hand, we have Sav who raised and created his family in Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Canaan, but chooses to pick up and find a different place to live. What I think the Torah might be stressing with this contrast is that we are who we choose to be, more than we are what we are created. Many of us at different times might place a lot of weight on the position and the place that we are in life on where we come from, where we were born, to which family we were born, in that case we might be undermining the significance we have through the choices that we make. Yaakov and his family, and Asav and his family, are examples to the opposite. Yaakov's family is born in Chutzar. They're born and raised in a place where what's usual is treachery, what's usual is... Abu Zarah, Trafim. But they choose to pick themselves up and go to Eretz Canaan and be with Yitzchak Avinu. Their decision then to pick up and go and to live with Yitzchak speaks much greater than where they came from. And Esav to the opposite. Esav raises his family in Eretz Yisrael, they're born to him in Eretz Yisrael, but he picks up and chooses to leave and go somewhere else. We could bring modern parallels of an Israeli family that's born in Israel, but then picks up and chooses to leave Eretz Yisrael and live outside of Eretz Yisrael, as opposed to another Jewish family who are born in Chutzarit and choose to live in Eretz Yisrael. clearly where we are born is not our fault. Where we choose to live is our responsibility. And that speaks much more for us than where we were born. And this is an empowering point that allows us to know that much of our destiny is in our own hands. We we choose what our destiny will be to a very large extent. Moving on to Parshat Vayeshev, the character, of course, who's in the center of Parshat Vayeshev is Yosef. And Yosef is a fascinating character. What the most outstanding point about Yosef is the repetition of the fact that he is successful because God is with him. When Yosef arrives in Potiphar's house, his master sees that God is with him and that everything he does is successful because God is assisting him. Yosef arrives in the Beit HaSar, in the prison, and there too, The master of the Beit HaSar sees that God is with him, and he puts him in charge. If we were to read these psukim then in a vacuum, we would get this impression of Yosef being the man with the mightiest touch. Everything he touches turns to gold. Everything he does, he is successful. God is with him all the time. we then need to remind ourselves of the difficulties that Yosef faced in his life. Yosef faced difficulties by being a brother who was disliked by his other brothers, something that might have largely been his own fault. As a result, he is sold into slavery ripped apart from his family, ripped apart from his loving father, his brother, Binyamin. After achieving some level of, of success as an Evid in the house of Potiphar, he's once again taken away from that success and thrown into prison. For how many years he's in prison, we don't exactly know. We know that he goes down to Egypt at the age of 17, and he comes out of prison at the age of 30. So we know that for two years, two years p- passed from the time that he interpreted the Sar HaMashkim, the dream of the Sar until the Sar mentioned him to Paro, but again, we don't know exactly how long he was in prison for. How long did he work in Potiphar's house? Did he work there for three years? And he was in prison for ten years? It's unclear and hard to determine from the Psukim in the Torah. Of course, then Yosef becomes second in command in Mitzrayim. And there, too, has tremendous success in running Powers Economy. Although, as we've discussed in the past, Yosef seems to move away from being the central person in Paro's household once Yosef's family arrives in Mitzrayim. So yes, Yosef is a man that God is with him. But apparently, being a person that God is with does not necessarily mean that you are as successful. Yes, Yosef is talented. Yes, Yosef can produce results. But that doesn't stop him from being sold into slavery. That doesn't stop him from being torn asunder from his family. That doesn't stop him from being sent into prison. And yet at the same time, God is with him. As a slave, God is with him when he's far away from his family. God is with him when he's even in the prison. And this is something that is worthwhile to reflect on. We tend to view success as the only place in which... God is with us. God is with a person, they are successful. God is helping them. But here we have Yosef, who is a real person. There are a small number of people, maybe perhaps there are no people, who only achieve success in life, who have the Midas touch, who go through life with great ease. Are we to say that only those people God is with? Yosef is more than anyone else than a lesson for all of us that God being with us doesn't mean that we are always successful. And perhaps this can be a very encouraging message. The fact that God is with us when we're successful is something that perhaps is obvious, perhaps is easy to ignore. But the fact that God is with us when things are difficult is something that many of us w- will deny, and worse than deny. When things are difficult for us in life, we may face a theological Difficulty. Why is God not with me? Why is God not helping me? And the answer is Is that God doesn't always have to Express the fact that he is with us Through what we view as success We go through processes in life We are sometimes battling uphill Not everything comes immediately to our satisfaction. And the fact that at a given point in life we do not see our success does not mean that God is not with us. And more than that, what we learn from Yosef, it does not mean that we are not on the road to success. When Yosef stays two additional years in prison after solving the dream of the Saramashim, we eventually learn that those additional two years in prison lead Yosef to appear on the stage, to enter the stage, at the right moment in history to become Paro's second-in-command. So, the lesson we learn from Yosef is that God can be with us even when things are not going our way, when we view ourselves as unsuccessful, And perhaps this is a tremendous comfort to know that God is with us specifically when we are struggling. And with that belief we can strengthen ourselves to see and know and give ourselves hope that we will be able to get through the period in which we struggle and to look forward to a future in which God being with us can also express itself in our success. And on that note, Mazelto again to my nephew Ellie Diamond. May God be with you throughout the different challenges you have in life, so that you can encounter many successes. And that when you encounter difficulties, you will know that God is with you and he will help you through those difficulties as well. Shabbat shalom.